You are now listening to the Bayshore Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God, connect to people, and to serve the community. Thank you for joining us today and wherever you are listening. We hope that this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Our prayer is that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. Well, as the ushers serve you, I want uh, to kind of just take a moment and introduce our very special guest today. Some of you, if you've been around for a while, uh, have had the pleasure of, of hearing him speak multiple occasions. He's been here for many different events, a camo feast. He's been here for Valentine's things, I think. I, I can't remember. A longtime friend of Bayshore Community Church. And uh, by the way, uh, there's a table out in the lobby. I'm going to go ahead and do this for him. Uh, but he's got a table of um, books and CDs and different uh, DVDs and all kinds of things out there. Uh, so be sure to stop by and say hello after the service and pick up a few things from him. Um, but it is my great privilege today to uh, welcome to the stage. And when I say his name, I want you to give him an amazing Bayshore welcome. But it's my privilege to welcome this morning Mr. Dennis Swamberg. Can you give it up for him? Come on, you can do better than that. Welcome him here this morning. Good, I like it. Thank you, bud. I'll tell you one thing, the drummer usually gets all the women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at him, you know. Hey, and at least y'all just have those little, those little circular plastic glass in front of you. A lot of churches just box the boy in. Bless your heart. You're free at last, free at last. Thank God you're free at last. And I look at him taking everything out of his ears and didn't even hear a word I said. All right, that's all right. We love him. Y'all are a great. I, I tell you what I did while I was sitting there. Some of y'all, you know, you watch and you're observant and saying, well, he's on his phone in the church. Well, I videoed the band because we just got a new uh, music uh, leader and what have you and we're trying to develop a good praise band and so I'm just like a typical church member I'm down here and I'm videoing it just sent it to my pastor and said this is what we need right here <laughs> so how much y'all paying the drummer uh okay now y'all uh, it's great to be with you great to be back I've been telling everybody I said I'll never forget my first time when I came and I got that loaf of bread oh and now y'all are giving pop, caramel popcorn. And you, but you said first time visitor, so I couldn't really raise my hand. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sneak one out before the day's over. So when I drive to the airport, I can have a sugar high uh, for Jesus. I'm so glad to be with you. I tell you what, I, I love real people. How about you? I, I love real people. God loves real people. And he's real. If, if Jesus ain't real, we're in big trouble. I tell people, if Jesus ain't real, I'm going to go tie one on. <laughs> and I'll have some people say, Brother Dennis, I think even if he wasn't real, it'd be a good lifestyle. No, I'm tying one on, buddy, because there ain't no hope. Ecclesiastes said, just eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. But, but God is real. The only thing that makes sense is God. And Jesus Christ is real. Oh, he's real. There was an old, old song way, way back. My God is real for I can feel him deep in my soul. Man, I, I love that old song. Well, he is real. And uh, I tell you what, I love real people. My little wife, my honey love, my sugar babe, my woman. Uh, my little Laurie, she's real. She's good looking. She's brunette right now. Uh, 
about, about every three weeks, God does a miracle on her hair. Uh, during the COVID, though, there was a little white strip right down the middle. And, and I, but I helped out. I got the mascara stick, and I'd say, be still, and I'd go in there and try to cover up the little white. Men, be thoughtful to your sugar babe. But, but the COVID just kept on, and all of a sudden, that became like a four-lane highway. And I call her Honey Love. I always have called her Honey Love, 43 years, Honey Love. And she's four foot 11, so I don't know. I think the COVID fog gets to you or something. And I looked down there, and I meant to say honey love, but it just came out skunky. Uh, and uh, that, that wasn't a happy day. But anyhow, and during the COVID, I mean, we're real folks just like everybody else. I don't know what all some of you guys did, but, man, I, I got shut down. I couldn't go anywhere. I had 85 cancellations, so I'm doing what a, a good man does. I'm sitting in his recliner. I got my channel changer. You know, I'm watching Gunsmoke, 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 Gunsmoke. Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith. And I know that channel for you millennials and younger folks and stuff. Now, that's for us older people, okay? That's for your mamma, papa, mimi, pops, poops, pops, big mama, gaga, gigi. And we know it's an, an older channel for us older folks because there's Pat Boone standing there going, hey, have you thought about a walk-in bathtub? You know, just, and I've been, I have been praying about it. But anyhow, uh, I love my wife. She's real. You know, over the years, I go and speak and entertain, and uh, I do voice impersonation, so I have fun with it, you know. Uh, I'm even trying to lighten everybody up, you know, politically. Lord have mercy, everybody's so uptight. You know, so I'll do a Republican, Ronald Reagan. Well, yes, no. Uh, maybe. Uh, well, may I say this? Nancy was a great uh, president. <laughs> Whatever she said, do we? Well, yes. No. Maybe. Well, no. Yes. Uh, we did. And then I got to do. Okay, if I do a Republican, then you got to do a Democrat. So here's my Bill Clinton. Hey, let me just say this right now. <laughs> do not tell Hillary I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Uh, I love real people. And, uh, and so I've always had fun with voices, you know. Uh, during the COVID, when I'm watching Andy Griffith show over and over, you know, I mean, there, I, I had flashbacks to when I was a kid in the back of our church and the preacher said, what should we do with sin? And I stood up in the back. You've heard me do it. In the voice of Don Knotts, I went, nip it in the bud. And, uh, and then I got nipped in the bud. But... Oh, and that, during the COVID, I'd watch It's a Wonderful, Wonderful Life. You know, Jimmy Stewart, black and white movie. That's a great movie. Uh, you young people, if you want to inherit your, your grandma and grandpa's money, every Christmas, go watch that movie with them. Just gut it up for Jesus. Go watch the movie. Uh, I'm telling you, you love on your grandma and grandpa, mamma, papa, mimi, pops, poops, pops, big mama, gaga, gigi. Because uh, your mom and dad ain't got no money. Uh, but Mamma and Papa, they, they got a little. And, and you'll inherit a lot of it if you'll watch It's a Wonderful, Wonderful Life at Christmas. And so I'd watch that with old Jimmy Stewart on you. No man is a failure who has a friend. I, I watched it over and over. I, I did. I, I'd watch John Wayne movies. You hear me? 
I watch every one of them. My wife said, honey, you've watched them all. Woman, back off, you know. I'd even find Billy Graham and I would watch Billy Graham's sermons and I'd watch them and listen to them over and over and over. You know, I, I love real people. My mom and daddy are real people. Floyd Leon and Pauline Bernadine. I bet they got to find a picture of my little mama. She's 92 years old. She's still going strong. I love my little Pauline Bernadine. Five foot tall, healthy. That's her 90th birthday right there, and I was a little heavier then. I've lost, I've lost 40, but now I've got to keep it off. Ooh, I've thought about writing a book, Carbs for Christ. Uh, <laughs> I love carbohydrates. You know, every time I bite into a carbohydrate, every fat cell in my body does the hallelujah chorus. I just get sort of happy in Jesus. And that's my son, Dusty. He's my youngest, and uh, love my Dusty. He's, he, he, he put us through it, but... We love him through Jesus, uh, and he loves my mama, and, and they're real. I love real people. My family's real. My wife, Lori's real. Dustin's real. My oldest son, Chad, he's real. My, my daughter-in-law, Brittany, gave me two grandkids. Oh, I love my grandkids, and, uh, and I'm so thankful for, well, there's little, that's AJ and Maxine. Andrew James Floyd. They put my dad's name in his name, Andrew James Floyd. I love my daddy Floyd, but Floyd. You know, don't do that to a child. I mean, is there anybody in here named Floyd? See what I'm talking about? Uh, but when they told us we're naming him Andrew James Floyd, Laurie put her hand on my leg. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. We don't want to offend a millennial because they may not come for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Look, Maxine. Oh, Maxine. She's a drama queen. She's, and when they named her Maxine, that's another time. She, my wife put her hand on my leg. Don't say anything. I went, Maxine? And they said, we want a generational name. I said, that's before my grandma's generation. I mean, is there a Maxine in here? Maxie, Maxie. We call her Max. I love little Max. We call her Max. And uh, sometimes Maxie Pooh. <laughs> Sometimes Maxie poo poo. But anyhow, uh, I've said that in church, excuse me. Uh, but we love, oh, don't you love them? Oh, gosh. Well, anyhow, they're real people. I love real people. But I tell you what, my favorite story in the Bible about real people, because Jesus loved real people, was Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Don't you love them? Uh, John 11 and 12. God loves real people. Jesus loved. Martha and Mary and Lazarus. I mean, it tells us that. You know, we know from the whole counsel of God that God loves all of us. We know that, don't we? From cover to cover, you study the Word of God, we grasp He loves all of us big time. I, I just want to pause and just say this to you right now. He loves you. you. You get that, don't you? He loves you big time. You know, I love my boys, Chad and Dustin. They've had their bumps in the road and uh, I got a little book back there called No More Secrets and, uh, and, and now they're in the book so it's no more secret but uh, only because they let me put it in the book but everybody has their bumps and, and bruises. Everybody has their secrets. Every family's got secrets and even when you write a book like that, I did on No More Secrets and there's secrets the next day. There's secrets next year. You know what? You, you battle it. Uh, so, but my boys, you know, they've, they're both... But I'm going to tell you what, I love my boys. I, I, just, I just texted Chad, my oldest, he's 40. I just texted him up there on the front. 
And I said, Chad, I, I love you, son. He's the one in the yellow. He's LSU, Dustin, University of Texas. So, you know, it's sort of like, you know, trying to come together for Jesus. And they were at that Longhorn game back in 2019. And they even got up there at 3 or 4 in the morning so they could get on that, what's that, sports network show, you know, on Saturday going, you know, holding up signs and all that goofball stuff. And I said, I'm just going to video it and I'll watch it later. Um, I love my boys. I'll always love my boys. And how much more so our Heavenly Father loves us. There's times I didn't like my boys. But anyhow, oh, I texted Chad just to say happy birthday. Because see, March, March 13th, when, when way back there, uh, when he was six years old, uh, 36 years ago, he gave his life to Christ. So we celebrate his spiritual birthday. So I said, happy birthday, Chad. You know, I love you, son. I really love you. I, I do love him. Now, sometimes he doesn't always feel, you know, he doesn't always love himself. Uh, Chad, he may feel like he's the black sheep of the family because he's, he's gone through this, 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 and this. You know what I'm saying? Don't you want your kids to come for Thanksgiving? Don't you want them to come for Christmas? Do you want them, don't you want them at the reunion? You know what? And you know what? We ain't so holy either. Uh, I have a chapter in my little book back there called Breakfast, Bible, and Bull. It's a, a book for us men, uh, 52 devotions for us men. It's called, uh, uh, you know, as long as, if your sin is bigger than mine, I'm fine. Matter of fact, the bigger your sin, the better I feel about myself. Well, there's a Hebrew word for that, baka, baka, a whole bunch of bull. Uh, we're all sinners. Who do we think we are? We're, none of us are holy, but in Christ Jesus, we can be made whole. I love my boys. And, and if I love my boys as an earthly father, an earthly father may give good gifts, but how much more so our heavenly father loves us. Now, if you didn't have a good dad, and, and I'm sure there's many here may not have had a good dad. He, he was pitiful. Let's just, let's just admit he, he was absent. He was gone. And some of you men, you have a hole in your heart, and your wife can't heal it. And nobody can, no one can heal it. Only one that can heal it is you. When you forgive your daddy, you forgive your daddy like Jesus has forgiven you of your sin. You forgive your dad, forgive him, and that hole will start to heal. Many, many uh, fatherless guys out there got a hole in the heart. Forgive him. Matthew 6, go read Matthew 6. You got to forgive him. Does he deserve it? No. Forgive him. Do you deserve it? No. Forgive him. Well, anyhow, I love this passage here because we know that Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Take your Bible and look at chapter, uh, John chapter 11. Now, a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. Right off the bat, we know, and the sisters knew, that Jesus loved Lazarus. They knew it. As we read through John 11 and 12, we realize everyone knew it. John, the beloved disciple who's writing the Gospel of John, he knew it. He was one of the three in the inner circle. He's one of the disciples that was on the inner circle, and he knew that Jesus loved Lazarus. 
He loves us all. We know that. But only here in John 11 and 12, it is so specific. He loved Lazarus. I'm going to tell you something real quick. People know who you love. People know who I love. Hey, your kids know how much you love your sugar babe. Your, 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 your grandkids know how much you love uh, your man. People know. People here in Gumbaro. <laughs> Gumbaro. Delaware, Maryland. I've been so confused driving around here. I'm in Delaware. I'm in Maryland. I'm, I don't know where I am. But people know who you love. They watch. Your kids watch. Your grandkids watch. They know. I tell you what, I knew my daddy, Floyd Leon, Pauline Bernadine, I knew that they loved, they loved uh, each other. They used to, when we were teenagers, my mom and dad would get in a recliner and make out. That's what we called it back then. It, it was the grossest thing I'd ever seen in my life. I mean, it was so bad, me and my sisters had to go outside. I mean, we told dad, this is, come on, what are y'all doing? It's gross. He said, it ain't gross to us. We went outside. You know what? I couldn't get Laura to get in a recliner with me during the COVID. You know, just, you know what she said? I'm not your mother. You know, you know, you know I'm me. I'm not, I'm not you. I'm a, oh, 43 years, I'm praying for her to come around to my side. But anyhow. They wanted Jesus to heal their brother. They knew he could. They'd seen him heal others. And they knew that Jesus loved their brother. They knew Jesus would come. So they sent word. You know, I don't know who it was, but someone sent the message. Don't you love those messengers that bring to you a message? You know, we're all needed to send the message. And so they go to him and they tell Jesus, you know, Lazarus is sick and you need to come. And the disciples all knew about it. You know the story. He, and, 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 but he tarries. He, 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 he didn't come right away. Uh, and, and then finally he said, uh, we're going to go uh, and, and it's, everything's going to be fine. Uh, he sleepeth. And so the disciples thought that he meant, well, he's just sleeping. And then when he realized they misunderstood him, he said, no, no, he's he not, not just sleeping. He, he's dead. Lazarus is dead. Now, real quick here, quick little message. Sometimes we misunderstand each other in the family of faith. Sometimes we have to clarify ourselves. Okay, get over it. Jesus had to clarify himself. They misunderstood him. So what did he do? Did he jump on them, harp on them? Or did they harp back? He said, oh, no, excuse me, no. I meant, I meant he is dead. When I said sleepeth, I meant he's dead. If Jesus has to clarify himself sometimes, let us give the same privilege to others that love us and that we love. Let them clarify themselves. Don't, we live in a world today where we want to quickly say, liar, liar, you know, you said this. You did not, you know, you twist the truth. We watch it on the news all the time. You try to read between the lines, don't we? We don't know really who... To believe, we don't want to really clarify ourselves. Jesus clarified Himself, and sometimes we have to clarify ourselves, especially with our family. Okay, give give cut people some slack. And so then, He said, "Let's go back. Now we're going to go." And Thomas says, "Lord, when we were just there, they tried to kill you. They wanted to stone you. If we go back there, they're going to kill you." He said, "Well, we're going back, and God's going to be honored and glorified, and blah blah blah." And, and uh, then Thomas said this. He said, uh, well, let's go. 
and we'll die with you. He told the other disciples, let's go die with him. Let me ask you real quick this morning, is there anybody you would die for? I'll tell you who I'd die for. I'd die for my, my little Laurie, my honey love, my sugar baby, my woman. I, I would. I love her. She buys too many shoes, but I love her. It irritates me. I love her. I'd die for her. Die for my boys. Die for my boys. They're 40, 30, 37. I'd die for both of them. I'd die for Brittany, who married Dustin. Praise the Lord. She's a dog trainer, dog groomer, and Dustin's learned to sit, and, and uh, he's, learned to, he's learned to fetch. It's huge. And I love little Andrew James Floyd, AJ. Die for him in a second. Maxine, in a second. Isn't that amazing, Grandma and Grandpa? In a second. Without hesitation. Grandkids, if you only knew how much we, we love. You, I, I look at pictures. When I'm on the road, I, I look at pictures of all my family, but my grandkids, I look at them all the time. I love them. I, I, I wish I could explain it. I tell people I love my grandkids more than my two boys. I was at a church in Austin, Texas in August, and when I said that, a little lady came up to me. She said, you love them both. You love them differently. You love them both. But you love them differently. I said, no, I love them more. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I love those grandkids. I'd die for them. Now, my mom, she's 92, so uh, <laughs> I just seeing if you're listening. <laughs> I'd die for my mama. I love Pauline Bernadine. She's a beautiful little woman. She wears, I get her Alfred Dunner outfits. Alfred Dunner, ladies, splurge, get you some Alfred Dunner. Ladies, young lady, get some Alfred Dunner. You two young ones on the row too. Yeah, yeah, both, all three of you. Get you some Alfred Dunner, little blouse, little jacket, and the britches are elastic. They just woo, woo, they just woo, woo. But um, they work with you. So they get there, and remember what happens? Uh, they're late, and Martha, don't you love Martha? Are you a Martha? Let me just ask, are you a Martha? Some of y'all are Marthas. My wife's a Martha, in charge, you know. And I, when I first came in, I met several ladies and everything, and, during the, and I, I've spotted some Marthas. They're workers, you know, well, you know, if it wasn't for us, we, you know, the coffee wouldn't have been made. Uh, I can, I, when I came in and I, I met Jody right off the bat, I went, hi, Jody, and she, how you doing? I mean, I mean, I, she's a, she seems like a Martha Mary combo. And, and I just thank God for her right off the bat, you know, I felt, you know, if you're a Martha, my wife, be thankful you're a Martha. And we've given Martha a hard time. You know, Martha's the type, okay, I don't mind you being in the kitchen, but if you're going to be in the kitchen, you're going to work. <laughs> Otherwise, get out of my kitchen. But we have to also realize about Martha, she was sharp as a tack. She knew about the, she knew Jesus as Savior and Lord. She knew about the, the resurrection. You know what I'm saying? She was sharp. I mean, she was Ann Graham Lotz without the, without the, uh, Without the TV show or, you know, all that. She was sharp lady. I mean, she's sharp. 
And, uh, but anyhow, so they, they get back and she was upset with Jesus because he'd been four days, you know, Lazarus been dead four days. Remember what she basically said? She basically said this, well, you know, hope your mission trip went well. <laughs> My brother, your best friend's dead as a doornail. <laughs> He's been dead four days. Welcome home. You missed visitation. You missed the funeral. He stinketh. Welcome home. I'm going to go back and read it. And then she double teamed him and she, she put him to Mary. Don't you love Mary? Mary is a sweetheart. Mary is a great greeter. She's a great, well, you know, you walk in there, welcome, welcome to our church, Bayshore, welcome. Welcome. And, and you just got to love her, you know. And then a new family walks in and, and they go, well, where do we go for Bible study? And she says, I don't know, I don't go. I'm a greeter. You know, but you love her. I mean, you can't, Mary is awesome. You know, she just, and you know who she is here. Just don't stare at her right now. <laughs> well, they, Martha double teamed Jesus. She told Mary, she said, well, you know, he's out there. Go out there. He's, you know, you know, he wants to see you. It never said that in the Bible. She double teamed him. And, and so she goes out there to Jesus and said, if you'd been here, my brother would have lived. Gosh, yeah, let me tell you something. We don't have one word in the Bible about Lazarus. Are you a Lazarus? Some of you might be a Lazarus. Don't have one word in the Bible from Lazarus. You know, I think Jesus loved him big time. You know why? Because he could keep his mouth shut. <laughs> Men, don't you love a buddy that's confidential? How many of you, most men don't have three best friends that can keep their mouth shut. Men, you need buddies. You need best friends. Ladies, let your man be with men. Let him go hunting. Let him go fishing. Let him do stuff with men. He needs, he needs buddies. Because ladies, think about it. One day you're going to need at least six to carry the dude out. So what are you going to do? Get... Get the, get the steel magnolias to take him out or something. You know. <laughs> Let him have some, He needs buddies. That's why I wrote that book during the COVID. My wife, because my, one reason my, my, well, my wife made me. But anyhow, breakfast, Bible, and bull. Every man needs a good breakfast. He needs a good Bible study. and needs to shoot the bull with his buddies. We need each other. And you can't beat it. And you men, you know, many of you men, you know that. You have that with Danny. You have that with, with Jeremy. You have that with your staff. You have that with Justin. You have that with others. You've got to have it. We, we need people. We are better together. i tell you one thing during the COVID I've learned is we need each other. I think one reason we have a brain fog sometimes after COVID and all that stuff is we just we haven't been able to interact with people. My, during the, the peak of the COVID, my little 92-year-old mama, uh, I was on the phone with her. I said, Mama, how are you doing? She said, well, there are some people that have come here to the Independent Living Center, and they look through the window, and they talk to their loved one on the cell phone, and they look through the window at each other. I said, Mama, you want me to drive down there and talk to you through the window with my cell phone? No, no. I'm just telling you what everybody else is doing. <laughs> That's what she said to me. What's she saying? I need my family. 
We need each other. Sometimes when we're younger and whatever, even middle-aged or even, you know, I'm 68, you know, I mean, I ain't a young chicken. You know, we, we think I can do fine. I'm going to tell you, we need each other. And we miss each other. And we miss being with our kids. And we miss being with our grandkids. You know, I, we miss, I, we want our family there. And when we're sick and we can't even, and when there's a funeral and we can't even go, we can't even, and you can't go be with your where you lost your friend, you can't even, you can't even go to the funeral. You, you say, well, we're going to try to do something later. I tell you, we need people. Look at all the times in the Bible, one another, one another, one another, love one another. You feed one another, care for one another, encourage one another, one another, one another, one another. We, we, we're connected. We're made for each other. I, I told folks during the COVID, I said, there may come a time where we have to have COVID catacombs. Well, brother, that might be dangerous. Well, I'm going to tell you what's even more dangerous is, is not coming together and encouraging one another now that his day is drawing near. I don't know about y'all. I've got to be honest about this. I've heard a lot of sermons about the end times and that we're in the last days. And sometimes you go, well, yeah, well, they might have felt that way during World War I and World War II and, and even times in the past. But all of a sudden now with stuff that's going on in Ukraine, stuff that's going on in our world, I, I don't know about y'all. I just... It's a little alarming to me. All of a sudden, I'm wondering about these last days. You know, we're, we're really not a player in the end times. We're either bankrupt have, or have no influence or no capability or we're not involved. We're, we're really not even in the picture. It's sort of scary, isn't it? And you know who you worry about, don't you? This, I'm thinking about my grandkids. What's the world they're coming into? Are, are these the last days? Well, here, here, I tell you what. Some of you are wondering, well, I wonder if we ought to even have kids. Have a bunch of them. Raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Let them be lights like a city set on a hill because the darkness can't comprehend the light. That little baby right there, raise them up, love them up, train them up. Teach them up in Jesus. That little one right there can be a great light. A great light. And one day when we are with Jesus, happy day, happy day. If we go to be with Jesus at, at age one or we go to a, age 99, anywhere in between or before or at, I'm going to tell you, God is good. He said, uh, and so, you know, he told Mary, well, take me, let's go. And as the, the, the Greek construction is, as they show me where they laid him. The construction is, is, as they were going, he wept. And there's a lot of sermons on why he wept, and there's a lot of good, good, good sermons on that. He, this is just what I think. I think he missed, he loved his buddy. He loved Lazarus. He loved his disciples. He loved the inner circle, but he loved Lazarus. And he wept. I'm going to tell you, men, you lose a buddy, you'll weep. Maybe not at the funeral. Maybe not there at the visitation. But when you get in your car, your truck, your Jeep, or whatever, and you drive off, you'll, you'll cry if you lose a buddy. I've lost some buddies. And it, ladies, I know it's tough on all of us, but you need to know us men. It, it affects us when we lose a buddy because they are so rare here's the, here's the better message though 
am I Lazarus to somebody? That's the big, that's the big message. Am I Lazarus and loves someone? Lazarus loved Jesus. He, he served Jesus. Jesus loved him. Lazarus was always there. Not, not a word, but then you read on uh, a little later in chapter 12, it says many people came to Jesus because of Lazarus. Isn't that something? A man that we don't have one word from in the Bible. I guess they watched him, saw how he lived, you know. Pretty awesome story. Now, we all know Jesus raised him from the dead. That is a tremendous message, and, and I'm not going to go there. But what I'm going to do in the last, uh, my last nine minutes is I'm going to go this way. I'm going to make a, a beeline towards the cross. Jesus uh, is on his way to Jerusalem. He's going to die for your sin and my sin. I mean, he's going to go pay a debt I could not pay, you know, because I owe I owe a debt that I I can't pay it, you know. But uh, he's he's taking my place on that cross. And he's on his way. And on his way to Jerusalem, for you and me, where does he go? He goes to Bethany to be at Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' house. Why? This is what I think. He wanted to be with his best friends one more time. I said best friends. I think, they, I think they may have been his best friends. I know he enjoyed being at Capernaum at Simon Peter's mother-in-law's house. At, at, at Capernaum or Bethany, he could, he could put his feet on the coffee table. Don't you, like, don't you like those friends where you can just be at home? He could let his hair down. He could eat bluebell ice cream right out of the tub. I don't know if y'all got bluebell up here. But whatever your favorite ice cream is, I mean, where you just eat out of the tub, put the lid back on and put it in the freezer. That's how you develop immunities. But uh, (laughs) I just thought I'd get that in there. Never could get Fauci to repeat what I thought. But anyhow, uh, (laughs) that was tacky. That was tacky. Forgive me, Lord. But this time he's going to Bethany. He loved being with them. Martha could cook for a hundred easier than she could cook for two. Do you have some friends like that? You've got some buddies like that, some men like that, some ladies like that. They can cook for a hundred easier than they can cook for two. I mean, you know who to call on when you're having the big event. You call him in, he brings in his barbecue pit and grill and all that thing, and it's smoking and it's a going, and he's got a meal. I can, I can get you to 300 steaks. I can do 300 steaks. I got a revolving grill. I got my smoker end of it. I got da 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 you know, I got this wood. And, uh, and, and they can do it. You know that lady that can take charge and we're organized and I'll call my friends. We, they call their friends. We have our group. We bring in the potluck supper. Hallelujah. You got them deviled eggs. Why can't my wife make a deviled egg? She knows I love them. You know what she says? I said, honey, make me a deviled egg. She goes, you know, honey, just wait till the next potluck supper at church. I went, okay, I'm waiting like waiting until Jesus comes. But anyhow, uh, <laughs> And they get there, remember, and this time Martha's a singing and a happy. In the, and Mary takes the flu-flu and pours the flu-flu on Jesus. The whole thing. I mean, you know somebody there had to be going, good night, I need a Benadryl. That flu-flu gets my nose. My gosh, I mean, a little goes a long way. Some other little sweet, she poured the whole thing in front of God and everybody. 
Well, he is God. Well, you know what I'm saying. Just Let me tell you something. Don't you know Mary was glad she poured it all out, especially after the resurrection? I'm going to tell you something, people. There's times when we need to be generous and pour ourselves out. Be sensitive to those times. It's not like you do it every day. But there's times when you empty yourself for someone you love. Okay? And, uh, and the Bible says, even before that, it says that Jesus was sitting at the table with Lazarus. That's all we know. But John 21 says if we had, if we had everything Jesus said or did, there wouldn't be enough books or volumes of books to contain it. So that gives me a little leeway with Scripture. I wouldn't be surprised as they were sitting there that Jesus didn't say to Lazarus, Lazarus, I love you, buddy. You're about my best friend. Pray for me. I'm on my way to Jerusalem. Pray that I'll drink of the cup. Pray that I'll do my Father's will. My disciples still don't get it. The inner circle, I don't think, gets it. But I think you get it. I love you, man. You're about my best friend. You're about my best friend. And Lazarus, maybe Lazarus was a lot like my daddy. He wasn't a big I love you kind of guy. My dad just wasn't that way. He just wasn't built that way. I, I'd tell my daddy, Floyd Leon, 6'2", 220 in his prime, wore gray dicky shirt, gray dicky pants every day, ran printing presses 45 years. I said, Dad, I love you. All right. <laughs> dad, just tell me you love me. I know you love me. Your mother's been looking forward to seeing you. <laughs> well, how about you? That's all she's talked about is you coming down here. Dad, I love you. All right. Sometimes I'd say, Dad, I love you. Can't you just say it? And you know what he'd say? Have you changed your all lately? <laughs> you know? Let me tell you something. I'll tell you how I know my dad loved me. My dad got up and went to work every day at 6.30. Got off at 4.30. Then we cut grass, did moving and hauling. Did moving and hauling all day Saturday. My dad loved my mama. He loved us. He provided for us. And yeah, there came a day where, where he was able to say, I love you. But you, you see, that, but I know a lot of men can say today, I love you, but not love you. My dad loved us. No wonder my son named his son put Floyd in the name. Isn't that something? Because he loved us. And Lazarus knew Jesus loved him. And Jesus knew that Lazarus loved him. And Jesus loved him. And so here they are. He says, I love you, Lazarus. And old Lazarus might have been something like this, okay, with a Hebrew accent. All right. <laughs> Failing is mutual. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You raised me up in four days. I wouldn't be surprised if you're not raised up in three. <laughs> work with me, people. Work with me. Some of y'all are going to say, I'm going to ask Danny when he gets back. I'm going to ask Danny if that's when he gets back. Some of I'm going to talk to Jeremy about it. He'll tell me. Just. And then he might have said this. 
But I ain't going with you, Jesus, to Jerusalem because I don't know who wrapped me in them grave clothes. But when I was coming out, I hit my knee. <laughs> my knee is killing me. But I'm sure Mary and Martha will fill me in. Let me tell you something, man. If you have a friend like that, you, you are a wealthy man. Isn't that right? You know that, don't you, sir? Got me a Marine down here. He knows that. Something about it, isn't it? As I said earlier, but more importantly, I need to be that man to somebody. I need to be that man for my sugar babe, my honey love, my wife. I need to be that man to my boys, to my friends. I need to be that man to my pastor. I need to be that man to our church staff. I need to be that man to my community and my neighbors. I need to empty myself and be that kind of guy. Tradition says that Lazarus lived another 30 years. But there finally came a day when he called out to Martha. You know, she's tough. She is still alive. He said, Martha, I'm about to go. I'm going to die. You know, they had tried to kill him. Remember that? When they wanted to kill Jesus, they wanted to kill him too. Tradition says he lived 30 more years. And he said, and I can just imagine, he said, Martha, get out them old grave clothes. I'm going to put them on. She brought them out and said, I've washed them a hundred times, but they still stinketh. <laughs> he said, that's all right. And he had to put them on, didn't he? Because he would die. Notice the difference. When Jesus rose from the grave, he took those grave clothes and folded them neatly. Remember? And he left them because he would never, ever put them on again. Oh, what a Savior. Do you know him? Do you love him? You can only love when you receive the love from the one who first loved us. When we know his unconditional love, then we're able to love others unconditionally. You can love your wife like you really need to love her. You can love your kids and family like you really need. You can love your mother-in-law. <laughs> How she needs to be loved unconditionally. When you know the love of Jesus, do you know him? I'm going to tell you today, before you leave, you can find one of the staff members. You can find one of me, corner us. Be glad to tell you how to come to Christ. I came to Christ March 15th, 1971. I was 17 years old. So my spiritual birthday is in two days. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wolf down a little Debbie Swiss roll cake. <laughs> 300 calories, 20 fat grams for 75 cents. Do you know Jesus? Don't leave today without being introduced to Jesus. Need a church home? I love your church. Find a staff member and say, hey, what do I need to do? I want to join up. I want to be a part of this family of faith. I want to be a part of this community. I want to grow with you. I want to serve with you. I want to praise God with you. May God be honored by your response, your response. Let's stand and let's sing unto him from our hearts how 
how we feel in him as we've heard the truth. And may the truth set us free. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bayshore Podcast. I want to encourage you to take this message you just received and allow it to go deep into your soul and let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thanks to everyone that gives generously to Bayshore. It's because of you that this ministry is possible, creating life change all over the world. You can be a part of spreading the message around the world by going to bayshore.online and clicking give. For all things Bayshore, visit bayshore.online to find out what your next step may be. You can subscribe right here and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.